Comics Foundation, an episode-by-episode podcast review of CBS's action-adventure series MacGyver. I'm Patrick O'Reilly. And I'm Richard Wells. And today we'll be tackling Season 5, Episode 13, Live and Learn. The original air date for this episode was January 15th, 1990. It was directed by Harry Harris... And it was written by Rick Middleman. Oh, two Middleman. fun names. Yeah, um, yeah. They couldn't get uh, they couldn't get they someone to write the episode factory direct, so they had to evolve a middleman. Uh, why don't we discuss this episode in brief? Uh, in this episode, MacGyver is uh, kind of with a new Phoenix program for helping uh, schools that are having especially high dropout rates. Right. And he decides to mentor one student in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, and we start with him already at the head of a classroom, mm-hmm. um, teaching everybody about levers. Yeah, levers and uh, physics in general. And, yeah, just basically physics. Uh, he bothered to probably spend like twenty minutes drawing Archimedes on this chalkboard. Yeah, like the the drawing is really elaborate. Yeah, uh, it's like everyone just calm down. I'm almost I'm almost done. It's got to get a few more. Class is almost over, Mr. MacGyver. <laughs> is it Mr. MacGyver or is it MacGyver something? Yeah, I think they just call him MacGyver, and because uh, he's like, there's like shading yeah. on the drawings, yeah. like 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 shadows, and it's like I think he took too long. Just draw a line yeah. and a triangle, and there's and your a lever. stick figure at the top that says Archimedes. <laughs> Doesn't even have to say that. <laughs> but you put it as a thought bubble, yeah. which was weird. I don't get. Is he thinking that he's Archimedes? Or <laughs> is it in a thought bubble? <laughs> no, but how <laughs> <laughs> would be labeled? Uh, so he's given the lecture, and of course, uh, uh, a student, Darren, played by Christopher Judge, right. who everyone, of course, knows. Christopher Judge plays Teal'c on Stargate SG-1. I'd never watched a single episode of Stargate, and I recognized him as Teal'c from yeah. Stargate. Uh, he's also in a bunch of Asylum movies, apparently. So oh, yeah, he's what? in Mega Shark versus Mecha Shark <laughs> and Sharknado 3. Awesome. I think. I think... When once you're in in like a crazy sci-fi TV show that's popular, you just start yeah. getting passed around into different things. <coughs> Greg Grunberg, yeah, big ass spider. <laughs> Who else in the universe could go from big ass spider to Star Wars Episode Seven in their yeah. career? That's what being a friend of JJ does. That's for what you. gets you. Yep. <laughs> uh, so uh, Darren, obviously, uh, who, who played Teal, is a big guy. Right. Even even in his younger days, he yeah. was still a big guy. Um, I'm not sure he's a convincing high school student here. No, like he <laughs> he's he's very much like semi well, semi pro football player. Yeah, um, I mean it's it's potential that he's been being held back. Right. But because uh, he's only being held back because the school wants him on the team. Yeah. We gotta crush the other guys. <laughs> uh, and uh, so MacGyver wants to sh- use him as a demonstration of a bigger guy versus a smaller guy and then using leverage to take him down. Right. And, of course, MacGyver takes him down by, you know. He flips him and throws him on his back. Yeah. Like, it looks like this could have caused a pretty serious yeah, injury. Yeah, it's a career-ending injury. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the whole rest of the episode is about MacGyver trying to provide for this paralyzed student. <laughs> uh and so, of course, uh, you know, the bell rings. The guy takes it surprisingly well. Yeah, like, MacGyver flipped him over in front of all of his classmates. And, and like, anyway, and like he's kind of like, wow, that's pretty good, you know? Yeah. And then suddenly he's totally interested in the lecture. But he's also playing, like, I put in my notes, I said, 
he's playing Black Morris because he's like Zach Morris, but black. Mm. <laughs> but he's like exactly the lines that Mark Paul Gosler would have been given on Saved by the Bell at yeah, the same yeah. time. But he's just like, yeah, so this Archimedes sounds like a cool dude, but who does he play for? And then the whole <laughs> class laughs, and it's like that's where the laugh track would well, have been like, that's Saved more, by the that, Bell That's episode. more like a Slater kind of line, I, I feel. I, I could have been either one of them, but yeah, Slater was kind of the chalk. Uh, that's why I called him Preppy. Right. <laughs> that makes sense. When are they going to do the Saved by the Bell reboot show where they get all those people back? I don't know. I mean, they did the sort of the semi reunion on Jimmy Fallon. Oh, that's true. Where they got everybody, but I don't think Lisa Turtle came back, and I don't think Screech came back. Uh, well, I'm sure Screech is probably tired of it. Yeah. Dustin Diamond. Also, he's insane. He might even be in jail right now. Mm-hmm. I know he was like implicated in like an attempted homicide or something like oh, that really? on Christmas oh. a couple years ago. Yeah. Yikes. He's a weirdo. So um, the class ends, and uh, you know Gus, the teacher, is kind of thanking MacGyver. But then one student in particular, Tony Milani, uh, says, "Yeah, well, I thought it was dumb." <laughs> yeah, he's very upset about it. And then he he walks out, and Gus is trying to describe Tony Milani to MacGyver, and he does this kind of ah, Tony Milani. Yeah. And he does it while Tony's still in the room. Yeah. And Tony even stops and turns around like, what? Are you, you talking about me? So I'm, uh, uh, I'm going to go. <laughs> it was, I'm going to pretend I don't hear you guys. It was so weird. Yeah. It was like, why would you wait? You'd wait to say it. Yeah. But even in the episode, they didn't wait. And Tony was just as confused as he would have been in reality. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's saying like, you know, oh, he's really smart, but he's, he's, going, he's, he's going nowhere because yeah. he's not choosing to. He's just distracted and... Um, uh, we're getting a lot of characters here. So, um, Mrs. Juarez, who, uh, played by Lynn Darlow, who we had as Doc Beatty in Brainwashed. Right. And she'll come back as Pete's wife in hindsight. Mm-hmm. She, she. In an episode called hindsight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah. suddenly in my recollection, yeah, she it, will play it, Connie it, Thornton. <laughs> so, um, she's talking to MacGyver, uh, cause she's just finished up having a conversation with a young girl. Who she's and she's kind of like saying, if you need anyone to talk to, just come and talk to me. Right. Uh, because she that girl has just discovered that she's pregnant, um, and so this school is not in good shape. Right. We're, we're showing like no one cares about education. Students are running amok. All the girls are pregnant. All the girls are pregnant. I want to take her behind the middle school, get her pregnant. <laughs> uh, what was that from? <laughs> I keep rock. saying that over and over again. Rock. Yeah. I, like, I love it so much. I want to take her behind the middle school and get her pregnant. <laughs> He says that about, like, sandwiches or something. <laughs> yeah. But he's also talking about how he never reuses his material. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that joke so much. I want to take it behind the middle school and get it pregnant. Uh, and then, yeah, so uh, while they're looking at one of the advanced classes where it's, like, the only students who actually are trying to, like, right. you know, sh- flex their brains, uh, one student is, like, working on a – some kind of weird Frankenstein demonstration. Yeah, it's it's a really dumb thing. Whatever yeah. the kid was trying to make is a, is a stupid toy. Yeah. But then Pete comes in and he says, oh, that's Dr. What's-His-Name. And it's like, okay, Pete, first of all, yeah, everyone accidentally calls the monster Frankenstein, even mm-hmm. though the 
the scientist is Frankenstein. Nobody accidentally calls the monster Doctor Frankenstein, <laughs> let alone Doctor What's his name. Like you forgot the most memorable part, and you remember the part that doesn't apply to this monster. <laughs> Come on, Pete. I, I feel bad for 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 Dana because it seems like Pete <laughs> they, has been... they make him like a just an idiot sometimes. Yeah, it's like is this the the blue screen everyone's yeah. always talking about? Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's going to be a lot more of that coming up too, where he's just like says the dumbest things or like needs like what, the buy what does the buy mean yeah that's where she buys the drugs she buys the drugs as implied by the <laughs> word buy yeah come on pete why are you even in the car yeah uh take off that hat <laughs> that's some bad hat dana <laughs> uh so while they're looking at the frankenstein demonstration tony milani apparently has rigged it with explosives because he just pulls out a remote detonator. And the and, whole thing shorts. Yeah. It he, seems like he basically overpowered the circuit. So yeah. that it just melted this little Frankenstein toy. And he's got like this uh, uh, really weaselly like <laughs> yeah. laugh as, it, yeah. as he does it. Yeah. Uh, he's like, what's his name from Doug? Oh, uh, Roger Klotz. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. Uh, that, was, that was the same voice though, right? That was uh, Tom Kinney doing both voices. Oh, did he? No, Billy West. That's Billy what I'm sorry. West I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Voice, yeah. Yeah. Uh, not did Tom Billy Kinney. West do Doug? Billy West did Doug. Oh, okay. Um, so he must. I think he also must have done Roger. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Roger is very much like Fry. Yeah, Billy Fry Billy West definitely did Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. Sorry, I was thinking of Tom Kinney because what did I watch last night? Oh, I was watching Adventure Time. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> and Tom Kinney was is on it. Uh, Sorry, we're, you know, Pat, Pat and I, we have a lot of people who work in cartoons, and so we, we follow voice actors. Stories. I told you we, we met Tom Kenny one time, right? I know. I know you met Pendleton Ward. Oh, yeah, we met him, but um, we met Tom Kenny because we were at Trivia Night with uh, John Kafka, the guy that was um, Jesse's director on some oh. of the cartoons. Oh. And uh, Tom Kenny was just sitting at the table next to us reading scripts for something, I don't mm-hmm. know what, but he was just like sitting there with his, with a bunch of paperwork on a table. And John had directed a movie called like Dinosaur Mom or something like that. Hmm. And that was the working title anyway. I think it changed before it came out. But Tom Kenny did a voice in it. And he was like, oh, hey, Tom, how's it going? And then he was like, oh, John, how's like they just struck up a conversation. He came over and sat with us for a while. And we invited him to like play the rest of the trivia with us. He's like, I actually really have to read this stuff. I didn't realize trivia was going on here right now. So <laughs> I have to go. But it was he was nice. He was... And yeah, he was actually at the, the Paley Center thing that we went to for Adventure Time. Okay. So I think yeah, we yeah. talked to him there too. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so um, as Tony Milani like laughs at his own little thing, the other student um, who's I don't think he, I don't I don't get I didn't get a name for him because it, he never makes another appearance. But uh, they chase each other through the hallways, and uh, George Fer- uh, Fraley, one of the other. Right. Uh, one of the invisible killers. Yeah, one of the invisible killers has now become a teacher. Yeah. Um, James, uh, we're talking about James Sloyan. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he he helps MacGyver to break up the fight. And basically, he's like telling like MacGyver and Pete to, to give up on Tony. Right. Like, Tony doesn't care. Um, you guys don't know the reality of this situation. Yeah. And it's like, he's like, you guys live up in your ivory tower. And he's just like talking about how they've never had to deal with like real problems. And it's like, oh, if you heard my my a good friend of mine got a Colombian necktie like seven yeah. episodes ago. I'm pretty sure what pretty reality. Awful. Um, 
Yeah, Fraley is uh, the the kind of side antagonist of this episode. Yeah, where... who is a teacher who used to care mm-hmm. and has been just J- yeah, jaded. Out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so uh, uh, Nick Milani, Tony's father, has to come and uh, and pick him up uh, from his construction job. Right, and he previously played Falco in Collision Course. Mm-hmm. And he'll come back as a character named Maddox in the gun episode. He's played by Jerry Wasserman, who I think um, was actually interviewed on the MacGyver project. Um, so we'll throw a link to that up in okay. the show notes. Um, and as uh, so as Nick leaves his construction gig, we kind of like pan over to uh, the foreman, Buck, right. talking to uh, an unidentified man about delays. Yeah. And he's like... Uh, and and it's like you know we need to get back on schedule. It's like well what do you want me to do? And and the guy's response is you're the foreman. Be creative. You know what I mean? And, and the look on the, the foreman's face is like I don't know what. Be creative. What do be you create? Okay. All right. I'll be creative. Um, because even the things that he does later wouldn't get them back on schedule. Yeah. It's not. It just makes the site more dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't actually save time, although somehow it does. Yeah. Uh, but the actor playing Buck here was previously Owens in the spoilers, which is mm-hmm. one of the guys that sets out after MacGyver and uh, and the big guy. Yeah. Um, and uh, he will come back as uh, Quilla or Kia in the Coltons. Okay. Q U I L L A. Sounds like one of the villains. Yeah. And considering he's only played bad people, mm. or at least morally reprehensible people. Uh, so uh, Pete is now giving a speech at the school about Project Uplift. Right. Which uh, is basically like a mentor program for the schools. It's completely voluntary, uh, so no one it doesn't cost any money. And yeah. it, it requires a teacher to give extra time. And uh, a volunteer from the community to give yeah. time, and it's actually a really good program. And they really do play up a couple of really good points. I mean, Fraley, Fraley's position, while I feel that he he is jaded, he's speaking from a place of truth about underfunded public schools, yeah. and that you know the, that he already stays till like eight or nine o'clock at night trying to get stuff ready for the next day. And that the, 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 even then the students aren't really engaging him. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, uh, I have a lot of friends who, who are teachers, and I know that they deal they have to deal with these, these kinds of problems. My yeah. mom was a teacher. I mean, my mom taught in an inner city school, um, and it was very, very difficult for her because, I mean... You should have just told her to watch Dangerous Minds. Yeah. Get some ideas. That's, that's great. Or The, substi- or the Substitute. Yeah. Or High School High. <laughs> That's how you teach people to teach. Um, and yeah, so the substitute. <laughs> Aren't there like four of those? Yeah, there's like four. Is okay. uh, is the same guy in all of them? It's uh, Tom. Uh, Bar- is it Berenger? Yeah, Tom Berenger. He, uh, is he the substitute in all of them? I can't remember. I, kn- I know. Or did like... they get a substitute substitute at some point? <laughs> uh, and so uh, uh, MacGyver wants to to do a test. They want to do a test on a student. Right. And MacGyver has chosen Tony Milani, and so he's they said he's going to do what we call the Frankenstein test: <laughs> run electricity through his body. No, uh, and uh, and so they he also has to gets to decide who the teacher mentor is going to be. Mm-hmm. So of course he chooses uh, Fraley. Fraley to 
so he's taking the two hardest cases. Yeah. So basically, his theory is if I can if I can salvage the two hardest cases in this school, then the rest is easy. But he's also sort of picking like the hot girl with glasses, because it's like this kid developed a remote detonator for some scientist yeah. project. Like, not going to be too hard to show that this kid's actually pretty smart. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, MacGyver and Fraley drive over to uh, the Milani home where they're greeted by Tony's mother, Sophie. Uh, I don't feel... Who doesn't look that much older than Tony. Yeah, she really doesn't look that much older. And there is some kind of, like, mild fear of the father, but I don't feel it's ever abusive. Yeah, I Um, I never got that impression either. um, But I feel like that there is obviously a lot of anger in this house. um, And she's kind of trying to deal with it. Um, they, uh, they show Nick the letter from school and Nick just kind of looks at it. Uh, Tony's father, that is to say Nick, um, just kind of looks at it and goes, yeah, so what of it? Yeah. And, and MacGyver's kind of like, um, he can go back to school. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, and, uh, when they go to see. And he's t- like, it's not necessary. I'm going to get him a job at the construction site where I work. Mm-hmm. Uh, they come to talk to Tony about it and he's already like. He's in the basement soldering like electronics, yeah. and you can see like, like MacGyver's coming in to be like, "You need to come back to school." And he's he's already like soldering a circuit board together, and it's like, uh, MacGyver, you were teaching levers today. I'm a little past that. Yeah, well, and that and that really is a problem with a lot of uh, students who are extremely intelligent. Yeah, there's no like advanced program for me to be in. Yeah, like the you know students who are more intelligent and underst- already understand the material. They're bored by it. They're probably more likely to drop out. Yeah, because it's like, I already know all this. I'm sitting here with the rest of these people who who don't understand it. And I already... I obviously figured out how to do research on my own. Yeah, exactly. And and this is before, like, Wikipedia. So he's obviously yeah. being ambitious and going to the library. He goes to a library. It's like, this kid does not belong in school. Yeah, he's he's, he's a self-made man. Uh, so, uh, you know, they say that, hey, he can come back to class. Um... And uh, if he if he wants to, right? And Fraley says, "I bet you twenty bucks he won't." Essentially. Well, well yeah, yeah. The, the bet the bet is that if he doesn't show up, Fraley can get out of the program. Um, but right. If he, but if he does show up, Fraley has to run the program at the school once MacGyver leaves. Yeah. Uh, so the, you know, next day, of course, doesn't look like Tony's going to show up. Fraley's gloating, but bam. There he is. I don't know why MacGyver's so sure because it was he made it very clear that he was not interested when they left the house. Yeah, but you know, okay. MacGyver's so, faith in people very rarely is uh, is mistaken. But uh, maybe Tony felt like he wouldn't be allowed in the advanced class because of his record, and so he was just lashing out. Yeah. I don't know. I'm. It was necessary for the plot, and so Tony shows up for the school. Yeah. And. The, the first demonstration is this uh, soil density test where MacGyver has two identical uh, buckets of soil. Um, and a little too convenient for me that the only two lessons that he teaches are levers and soil density to determine whether a construction site is safe. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if these two things will play into... No, only one of them. <laughs> uh, and uh, so... You know, Tony shows up. He helps out with the demonstration, uh, uh, and he hasn't told his father that he's coming to the class. He says, "I'll deal with my dad on my own." Yeah, that's that's gonna be my my thing. Uh, 
And as Tony gets home, like, he's super excited. He had a good day at school, finally. He's showing his mom that he's been re-enrolled in all of his classes, all the classes that kicked him out. Yeah. Um, which is kind of weird. Like, the classes kicked him out in the first place? Well, yeah. Like, this is a high school. It's not like college. Like, a teacher can't just refuse. I'm just going to stop teaching this student. Yeah. What? No? No. He, he, he's, he's either out or he's in. Yeah. Um, and uh, so he, he says that he has good news to tell his dad. And, of course, and his dad says, I have even better news. You're coming to work with me from now on. No, he says, I have great news. Someone was hurt on the site today. Like, Someone suspiciously. Wonderful news. A guy's head came off on the construction site, and there's a new opening, if you will. <laughs> for lack of a better word. We even have a spare hat now. Because <laughs> it didn't hit his head. We just got to wash it. Right in the neck. Yeah. <laughs> we don't make hard necks. Just hard hats. Yeah. That, that's, uh, that reminds me of my favorite joke in this episode coming up. But so, yeah, he tells his son, oh, yeah, you can come work on the construction site. And so he does. Yeah. He dropped out of school and Fraley has to tell MacGyver the bad news that Tony just dropped out. Bad news, MacGyver. I don't have to run your stupid program. Fraley out. Yeah. And then he drops the mic. (laughs) Oh, sorry, Mike. Mike's another one of the bad students. I'm dropping him from all of my classes. Uh, So we come back now at the construction site where Tony's working. Uh... Nick is pouring concrete into a, a form, and he's he's telling uh, the foreman, he's like, hey, this it concrete... It almost looks like they're just pouring a giant rectangular prism of concrete. Yeah, I think, I mean, I like think... Like, what could have been a bathroom is now a giant brick of concrete. <laughs> I think I think, I think, think the implication is that there's a room down there. There must be. <laughs> and, and they're trying to just fill in the floor. Yeah. But uh, Nick is saying that this, this concrete seems a little thinner than the than their usual mix. Yeah. Uh and uh, and the foreman's all, don't worry about it. Everything's fine. Uh, so MacGyver comes to try to talk to Tony, um, but then Nick intervenes, and when he sees MacGyver, and he says, hey, can't you read the sign? Just- I love that. That's, this is my favorite joke. Uh, he- He's like, can't you see the sign? No trespassing. And he points to a sign that says, hard hat area. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's not what the sign says. Yeah. Um, but either way, MacGyver's in the wrong. Yeah. Whether it said no trespassing or hard hat area, because he's not wearing a hard hat, yeah. and he is trespassing. Uh, so uh, uh, MacGyver leaves, and as Tony's kind of like taking care of his duties, he's basically like the site janitor. Yeah, like he's just tidying up, like moving junk to one side, cleaning up garbage cans and stuff. And then he he pops into the like the foreman's office mm-hmm. and overhears a conversation. Yeah, the. Uh, the foreman is bribing uh, an inspector who's like basically said, "Hey, this whole building is not great." Yeah, you you guys aren't up to code at all. And uh, so the foreman bribes him, you know, with a big un- non-discreet envelope packed of cash. Yeah. And uh, and it's and again, instead of destroying the report, they just throw it away. Yeah. Well, there's there's a few problems here too, like just logistically. As an inspector, your reputation is on the line if you accept a bribe and something happens. Yeah. So you wouldn't accept a bribe unless you were sure that the place was safe and it was just... Just below. It was, a, it was against some technicality. Like, yeah. It, it would be like something where it's like, oh, well, this is technically you're doing this wrong, but it's not going to affect anything for 100 yeah. years. This, you, you poured this concrete 
two inches deep when it should have been two inches and one eighth deep. Yeah. And so, like that's the kind of stuff that you could bribe an inspector about. You can't bribe an inspector to be like, this concrete won't support the weight of four humans. <laughs> like <laughs> this is this is just gonna completely collapse. And then at the same time, where is this guy coming up with the money that he's paying this inspector? He's like mm -hmm. so worried about losing his construction job, but he's still willing to dump money into paying off an inspector. Well, we're we're here's where I assume the money's coming from. I assume the money's coming from the cor the corners that they're cutting. Yeah. Because like the guy said, you're not using enough rebar. But your, then your concrete's not. Then aren't enough. they breaking even? <laughs> if they're cutting corners, and then the cost of cutting corners is going into a bribe. Because it's not I, saving time. Yeah, I no, I agree. That's a problem. Is that the whole thing was? Uh, it wasn't about if they if the the owner of the building was complaining about the cost. Yeah. It's like you need to do something about the cost of this building. Not the timetable. Yeah, but we're technically, on. the money that he's paying the inspector is still coming out of the cost of the building. No, I agree. But somehow it gets them back on schedule, yeah. which is all that matters. Yeah. So they're not worried about the cost of anything, which is what they should be worried about. But all the time they spend watering down their concrete should be taking longer than it was. Yeah. And who 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 is doing this? Because the foreman isn't the one who's mixing the concrete. Yeah. The whoever the 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 you know the the mason if masonry falls under concrete pouring. Yeah. Um, he's going to be the one who's putting the mixture together, and he's the one who's going to say, this isn't good. Yeah. Like, you know, people people obviously, like, they, they like to say, like, oh, construction workers, it's, like, low-end job. You, but you are a cr master of your craft. And also, this this kid, entry level, is getting paid $10 an hour in 1990. That's yeah. a decent wage. Yeah. And and so whoever's pouring this concrete, he knows what he's doing. He's done this. He's done a job like this before, so he knows that the concrete mixture is not going to be good enough. Right. And he's not going to say, "You you can't bribe everybody at this construction site." Yeah. The person apparently the only person you can't bribe is the guy who can't read his own paycheck to know that he's not getting enough money. Yeah. No wonder the whole family's in financial trouble. Yeah. They write they hand write all his checks in the full words rather yeah, than numbers. Yeah. <laughs> and the kid uh, the kid digs the the form out of the trash can and mm -hmm. basically looks it over and goes oh yeah that he just bribed the inspector and everything on the place like totally failed the report yeah so he went down to his father and said look at this report this yeah. is like everything's everything's substandard and, mm -hmm. and this is unacceptable and and it's going to cause problems and then his dad takes it basically yeah. and says all right this isn't your this is none of your business we yeah. gotta keep working get out of here yeah i don't i don't have time to read this because right. i I can read it. I just don't want to. Yeah. Trust me, I can read it. Uh, and then after after Tony leaves the site, the foreman comes down and he says, "Hey, my son took this." Yeah. Um, I didn't even read it. Yeah, I didn't even read it. Uh, just like everything you give me to sign. Yeah. And so the foreman like says, "Oh, good. Yeah. All right." And then then he does the smart thing and burns it. Yeah. Which is turns out not smart enough. Not smart enough. You should have burned it and then swirled the ashes around. Yeah. And then peed on them. Yep. That's what I would have done. Pee is very important. It's it prevents the uh, chemical <laughs> resurrection of the text. Uh, so uh, at the school, uh, Fraley is kind of like working late as he does. Like, right. you know, he's, he's, he still cares about his job. Um, MacGyver tries to blame the, 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 the failing system on people like Fraley who uh, aren't willing to give it their all. Right. But Fraley then gives... Which isn't his, really fair. Yeah, no. Fraley gives his side of the argument about 
being overworked and underpaid and the failure of the system on his end that they don't even have enough textbooks for the students. Yeah. And that the classes are so full, it's it's how, how do you keep order in a class that that many yeah, people? Yeah, he's got 45 students to a teacher. Um, and that, that is a major problem with yeah. the education system even today is smaller classroom sizes. That's always the, the big thing about getting more money to the school so they can have smaller classes so that students can receive more attention yeah. from the teachers. Um, sorry. Again, this is, this is, this is the, the child of an educator kind of thing going on. And friend on. of educators. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Tony then is seen running through the halls as, secu- as the security guard is like chasing him down hardcore. Yeah, and he's not doing himself any favors by saying, no, 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 I was just trying to steal the nuclear thing. <laughs> That's what he says. He doesn't say steal, but he says, I was just going to get the nuclear thing. It's like, okay, uh, don't come back to this school. Yeah. If you were going to steal a nuclear item from your school. Yeah, this this is is the barricade contest. Yeah, I was going to say the barricade contest. Why do we have the nuclear lab on the top of the building? It should be underground. Yeah. So Tony is explaining that he thinks that someone's going to get hurt at this construction site. And MacGyver asks Fraley, like, hey, can you make sure that they don't lock up? I want to come back to the school and use the lab. Right. And Fraley's like, all right. I, I, I don't know what you're doing, but I'm, I'm on it. Um, and uh, so MacGyver comes down to the construction site to uh, with Tony to, to get the paper to get out of the, the bucket. To get the paperwork back. And there's, there's a night watchman who's... Apparently just one of the construction workers. Right, just walking who, around the site with a gun. With a gun! I was <laughs> like, oh my god, he got, he's got a gun? <laughs> yeah. Like, what if someone comes and steals this bucket? There's nothing here. <laughs> like, what are they going to do? Tag it up? Like, it's concrete. You're going to yeah. paint over it. There's, there's like, layers that go on top of this. Yeah. Just lock the gate. That's this will, all you need. This, this will be underground. We're laying the footings for a building that will be above this. Yeah, the only thing that you could possibly be there for is to prevent graffiti, and, which wouldn't and, matter anyway because all this concrete is going to be covered. Yeah. Or theft of to, Or like a liability of people getting injured on a construction site after hours. But if you have a gun, you're not going to prevent injury with a gun. Yeah, exactly. Uh... So I was making a funny joke to myself because I we, I watched this on my own, obviously. Yeah. Um, that I thought it would be really funny if MacGyver fell through or got hurt by some of the inferior the concrete just fell apart. Yeah. Well, he kind of does. No, he does. He does exactly like like I was like I thought it'd be funny if the poor construction injured MacGyver and of course so he gets he falls through a hole and gets stuck. Yeah. He can't uh, pull his leg back up because it's like he pushed his foot through and then the the wood kind of angle around his legs yeah so uh tony takes out his wallet and throws it into the dirt and then starts like walking around hey hey you there can you help me i'm trying to find my wallet yeah and and he recognizes uh the construction worker is skip and skip recognizes him yeah he's like yeah i lost my wallet early when we were my first paycheck in it um so skip got paid day one i guess uh, it seems like it was only on on the construction site for today. Yeah, well, for eight they, hours they, they get paid daily. Yeah, that's uh, they, that accountant job is full time. Yeah, writing you paychecks write every day. Thirty checks every day. Handwrite them. Oh, and, and and write one differently so the one for the one guy who can't read. Yep. Yeah, just drawings. <laughs> I guess this looks fine. <laughs> uh, so uh, of course they get the bucket, and. Uh, 
and MacGyver and Tony head back to the school. And this seems like it would be a very difficult task. Right. I mean, I, have you ever handled bur- completely burnt paper? It just crackles apart. It not, it not only crackles apart, but it's like almost like toner. Like, if you touch it, it just yeah, melts. Yeah, it becomes powder, yeah. Yeah, it melts into your fingers. Um, but he, he first he gets it wet mm-hmm. so that it is less brittle, I yeah. guess. And um, then he with unfolds like a, it. Yeah, he gets it wet with, like, a mixture of some kind of a, like, like not hardening, but, like, I guess kind of some, some he calls it, like, gelatin. Not gelatin, but. I don't remember. Yeah, it, it's it's some kind of ectin type yeah. material. So, like, I guess, like, to help make it sticky and keep together. Yeah. Uh, and then he unfolds the whole thing and lays it out flat. Mm-hmm. And, and then he applies another chemical to it. Right? Or. Well, well he. He lays it out flat and makes a slide out of it, which was like my initial like I was like you should make a slide. Yeah. Like that would be like the best thing to do. Yeah. Um, and he has Tony get um an infrared, some infrared film. Right. Um, which I was like okay, and I'm kind of curious how infrared film would work in a dark room, because you use the red light in a dark room because red is like the the slowest yeah, light infrared collection. Yeah, lower than that. Yeah, and yeah. so I was thinking like, if if. The light, red light operates at the low end so that it doesn't hurt photographs on the far end. Wouldn't the red light on the right end of infrared show up? Yeah, you would think that they would have to do it in complete darkness to use the infrared light. Um, So I wasn't sure, like, what was going on here. Yeah. But before they take a photo of it, MacGyver shines a bright light onto the paper and then has them take the photo. Right. Because apparently, like, the, the... the the graphite, I guess, can hold light. Yeah. The, the implication is that he's he's char he's charging up the graphite. That I think because it's again it's an infrared camera, uh, the graphite will hold the heat slightly longer than the paper will. Right. So the heat from the light. They they they, they, they he says the luminescent properties, but again we're talking about infrared. It doesn't yeah. deal with luminescence. And graphite isn't going to glow from just having been under a light. Yeah. The, the 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 theory is more that the graphite will retain the heat better than the paper, and when you take it with an infrared camera, the heat sources will show up. Right. Um, and so of course we get a very clear picture of the sheet of paper. It looks just like a photocopy negative. Yeah. Like it's just, it's black with white lines. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, so now they can clearly see that the report that the building is completely subpar. So it's time to take in the evidence, and they and they develop the photos. I should mention it was, it was quick. They, yeah. they 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 use the darkroom to but develop. They, the but photos. they actually have a print made. Mm-hmm. So back at the construction site, of course, suddenly, just as MacGyver and Tony arrive to warn everybody, the concrete structure gives way and, and collapses on Nick. Yeah, it collapses right on top of him. Meanwhile, like other men are just like shambling away in pain because yeah. like they, they were they rode that concrete down yeah which i think would hurt more because like it's like under- i don't know well it would hurt yeah it would sure. hurt um and they try to dig out nick but he's like buried and they're not even sure that but he's he al- just finished building a fulcrum yeah um but nick nick is hurt severely yeah it doesn't seem like he is but he's completely being crushed to the point and he where can't he can't even talk yeah yet. he can't even breathe so His he, son is trying to talk to him, and he's not responding, but mm-hmm. he can manage to, like, tap on the concrete right. hard enough that they can hear it. Uh, so um, MacGyver helps uh, with the help of a fulcrum. Right. And Archimedes, uh, they 
shove a big old. See, this was my problem though. They shove a big old I beam. They have an I beam, and they mm-hmm. shove it through completely unnecessary rebar loops that yeah. are coming up out of the floor. Well, not that only that, weren't even there when it fell apart. But not only that, it's like this whole thing is crumbling concrete. Yeah, as like, soon as you pick that up. The rest of the concrete is going to fall off and yeah. just crush the guy. Because this, we've we've just established one that they're not using enough rebar and yeah. they're using subquality rebar. Yeah. And also the concrete sucks. Yeah. If it couldn't support four people standing on it, why is it going to take twenty people to lift it up when mm-hmm. that should just rip the, all the rebar out of the concrete? Exactly. I I had a lot of problems with this. Yeah. Um. Uh. But they are they're able to lift it up enough for MacGyver to uh, drag Nick out. Na- drag him out. And uh, uh, also, we should mention that before they actually go to the construction site, MacGyver is able to let Tony know, guess what? Good news. Your dad's not part of the bad guys. Yeah. It turns out he just can't read. Yeah. He, he couldn't have been part of this because he can't read. Yeah. Uh, he never saw the bad stuff. Yeah, because yeah. Tony was certain that he must be part of it because he was so willing to disregard yeah, he's the like, evidence. like, there was so much evidence that I gave him. I don't know why he wouldn't believe me. And it's like... You remember when he told me that a sign said no trespassing when it said hard hat area? Yeah, I thought that was weird that you didn't wear a hard hat. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, cl- clearly you can't read the well, sign, MacGyver. Yeah, that's the, it takes one to know one. Neither one of us can read. <laughs> MacGyver's not Somehow it just comes up that MacGyver can't read. Uh, and they, uh, MacGyver manages also to stop uh, the foreman and the suit uh, who were there from yeah. leaving. Because they have the evidence of the report. Yeah. Um, really, I mean, there's a lot more people to blame. Obviously, the inspector has to be blamed on this as sure, well. Sure, yeah. Um, Tony has a, and his father kind of have like a, a touching reconciliation. And, and they decide not only is Tony going back to school, but so is his father. Yeah. Yep. Because <laughs> he's going to learn how to read. He's going to learn how to read. Uh, and he's taking night classes. Cause he's and Fraley offers to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, the Act 5 roundup is uh, Tony's back in school. Uh Nix is being released from the hospital and uh, Fraley is helping his father with the night classes uh, to help him learn to read. Right. Uh, read and write. Read and write. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I assume he signed I was his... saying write as incorrect and then I realized what it sounded like. Oh, yeah. Uh, I assume that, that Tony just, or sorry, Nick just signs all his things with an X. I guess, yeah. I mean, is that still a legitimate form of signature? Only for uh, Professor Xavier. Mm-hmm. Professor X. Uh, Why do they call you Professor X? I never learned to read or write. <laughs> just how, just how I sign, sign my name. Yep, that's his X, all right. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's it. That's it for the episode. Yeah. It it ends up being a lot more than just a PSA episode, which is where I thought it was going. Yeah. Um, I thought this is just going to be about. This is just going to be like uh, the one with the airplane and teaching the underprivileged kids. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, that – or the drug uh, – uh, Blood Brothers where it's just like, oh, drugs are bad. You gotta... But it also has elements of Hell Week in it too where it's like – Father-son relationship. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it ended up being a much better episode than I thought. Like when it started off, I was just like, oh, this episode's terrible. Yeah. Because uh, it's just not going where I want it to go. Yeah. Plus, not enough Teal'c. Uh, he should have That's been. That's true. In... He's actually only in a couple scenes of the mm-hmm. episode. Uh, but uh, yeah, I ended up liking the episode, and uh, and I feel like it's 
it's it's still a pretty uh, uh, relevant as far as like the school aspect of it. Yeah. Um, but keeping students interested and teachers who are losing their way. Uh, yeah. So and then but I still don't get the construction subplot. I still don't get how how hurting the supplies gets them back on schedule. Yeah. Because it still takes the same amount of construction time. Yeah. It's not like they, they just said, well, we, we won't build this third pylon to support the building. Yeah. That would save time. Yeah. Like, and save money. So you'd have both. But in this, it seems like they're still doing all the same work, just with lousier materials. Yeah, they should have just been like, the next day he should have gone out with like, these are the new blueprints. We're, we're not going to do this column and this column anymore. Yeah, exactly. Like, and, then, and then that would still explain why the thing collapsed. Yeah. Because didn't have enough support. Yeah. See, we just rewrote this whole episode and made it make sense. Yeah. We do this often, though. <laughs> yeah. This is not the first time we've done that. But yeah, I mean, it's an okay episode. Yeah, it's 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 your standard MacGyver fare, but it was good. Yeah. Um, I think that's about it for this one. Yeah. Uh, if you guys have any thoughts you'd like to share with us, you can find us on Twitter at Opening Gambit. You can find us at facebook.com slash phoenixfoundationpodcast or our website, phoenixfoundationpodcast.com. And if you're digging the show, feel free to review us on iTunes. Tune in next week. We're going to be covering Season 5, Episode 14, Log Jam. Yeah. Which, uh, much unlike this episode, is about a business cutting corners to make a delivery on time. Yeah. And then paying the price. Right. <laughs>